0: episode three of sr fitness podcast with kieran Goldberg. thanks for joining me buddy thanks for having me mate you're welcome you're welcome this is going to be an interesting one i think because i i I follow you quite well and i think you speak really highly of, of you your clients and you just speak well about you give a lot of free information out which some people might not do, but I think you reap the rewards from it, um, which I think is really beneficial. So I just want to kind of get get your story really, and I know there's a lot to tell, so we'll try to cram it into a, a short period of time, but how did it all kind of come about, this this journey you're on? Um,
1: well, to be honest with you, mate, it's something that I've always, for a very long time, had as, as an interest. There were certain stages in my life where I didn't necessarily think that interest would turn into a career, but... Um, I would say like I would say it started the the desire to want to get into the fitness industry very, very young. Um I would have like I remember like the first time I was training, I would have like a men's health, you know, like the men's health magazines you'd get, and you'd have yeah. the little five sets of dumbbell row, five sets of lateral raises. I had this little men's health set of dumbbells that my mum bought me for Christmas and I was like 16, 17. They're the best I'd ones. And I've out. still
0: got mine. I've still, got, you still mine? got yours my little like three kilo dumbbells
1: oh wow now i got rid of mine a long time ago but um, <laughs> they, they were like the three the four and the five kilos yeah and um i remember my mates my, my circle at the time like a group of mates they, they would come over and take piss at me because they were so light they'd be like i'm trying to lift them you know but um I, I was just like a small guy i just wanted to put some muscle on and this was yeah. all the way through my teenage years but i never really committed to it um it wasn't until I was 19. I actually properly started training. I say properly started training. It was in the garage. We we was training. My mates like shared. He had a little setup. We'd go train there um, on um, on my split shifts. I was a chef at the time, um, and I was chefing for a few years. And that was ultimately what I thought I wanted to do from from the early stages. And it wasn't until I actually came out of that because it just wasn't right for me that I realised actually this is what I want to get into as a as a career instead of a hobby.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. <clears throat> that's quite interesting actually so you come from a chef background so mm. i actually saw your valentine's meal That looked pucker i thought you'd ordered it in mate but you could like yourself you must have
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i i get more comments on my food than i do like information about bodybuilding and training it was everyone's, ah, everyone's, like, like <laughs> everyone's that must be really
0: interesting we'll probably dive into that a little bit more a little bit later but that mm. kind of makes me think because when when dieting gets tough you probably talk about it like in prep and stuff like that you try and make your food as nice tasting as possible i've actually outreached my food before because i was on such low calories i was like the food i want i want to enjoy yeah and i can i can keep myself alive but i can't i'm no michelin star like chef so i used to outsource it because it would taste better so that must be a good thing and a for you that you've got that career before you can make your food actually edible
1: yeah it's beneficial and um i remember when i first sort of made the transition from being a chef to. Getting into obviously being a personal trainer at first, fitness instructor if you like. I remember I thought, "Cool, what? That's a load of years wasted." You know, I done right back to GCSE cooking. I was Mm. like one of two lads doing the GCSE cooking; the rest were female. Yeah, I got forced into that group, so I was the only one who chose it. Um, And then obviously went into catering school, got my diploma, spent years sort of building up to to sous chef, which is like the second in charge in the kitchen. i thought wow i've just wasted like four five six years but once i actually started to realize actually a massive part of of training and bodybuilding is is your food i thought actually it's not been wasted because now i can make my food nice and even though i don't necessarily have an understanding at this point of nutrition i know how to cook food so once i Mm. get that and establish that you can then marry the two
0: yeah definitely that that would be an absolute bonus to be fair if there was like a crash course on making food edible, I'd probably go on it, mate, to be honest with you. You guys were um, talking about
1: this this morning. We were saying that I could offer a service where you charge X amount, go to someone's house, cook them like an a la carte dinner, you know? So honestly, mate, you that. could.
0: One, one of my good friends, and for another story, but I basically, a, a, about a year and a half ago, started a food prep company with one of my friends who's like a full time chef. Okay. And he would prep everyone's food and we'd deliver it to them. And it worked yep. really well. But covid happened and x y and z but even when i was on my photo shoot prep towards the back end of it as i mentioned like i wanted to make my food as enjoyable as possible i'd pay him x amount of money and he'd prep all my food and bring it back to me on a monday and a sunday yeah that's a game changer expensive and you can make some good money from it i can imagine but uh it was worth every penny so yeah look into that mate you never know
1: it's one of those sort of things that yes it's an additional expense but as a coach you know yourself time is money yeah. So if you're able to save that time and, and, and outsource and get someone else to provide that service, then you can put that time into, into workload. So
0: hundred percent, you know? So was there like a, a specific thing that you remember going from, you know what, like I'm enjoying my training. I want to do this full time rather than the chef. Was there a moment or was it just over time?
1: Um, well I was always back and forth between being completely honest with you now. My, my dad was, um, Arsenal fitness coach for like 20 years, so massively into massively into fitness and um and and more kind of the aerobic side of things. I mean, he did weight training in his younger years, but he was more into the fitness side of things. Fittest man I know, he would like outrun the Arsenal players at at (laughs) mid 40s. Um, so he was obviously my inspiration. I looked up to him, I went to get into the fitness industry, but I was toying between being a chef and, and obviously going down that route. Yeah. And I think that the whole chef side of things, maybe certain people wanted that from me, whereas I maybe wanted the, to get into the training side of things. But you kind of, when you're young, you don't really know you're torn back and, back and forth between two different ideas. And um, I think as I got more and more into the chefing side of things, I realized just how much of a commitment it is. Just, just like any job is, if you're, going to be, if you're going to be great at something, you've got to commit yourself. Yeah. And I just realized that I wasn't passionate enough about cooking, chefing, for that to be my whole entire life. And when it got to kind of the point where I was working in a good restaurant, like a an, an a la carte restaurant with rosettes, I just realized I don't think this is for me. Mm. So I took a bit of time away, done a little bit of traveling and I was always into my training and it was just a no brainer. There was a fitness role, a fitness instructor role coming up at like a health club, local to me, um, you know, folding towels, taking people's memberships, doing a few little classes and things like that. And I took that and then it was, it, it, for me, that was, that was kind of the beginning of, yeah, this is what I want to do full time. I wanna, I wanna make it as a personal trainer at the time. Because online coaching wasn't really a thing then.
0: Yeah, it wasn't, was it? At that point, I'd assume if you were in one of them sort of restaurants, sous chef, you'd been doing it a little time, would you take in quite a massive pay cut when going to that gym Because they pay pennies, didn't they, when you go entry level into a gym? I remember it myself, but yeah, I took like a five grand pay cut because it was what I wanted to do and knew long term it would benefit me. Was that similar to you?
1: Yeah, there was a bit of a cut. Um, I don't think it was quite as severe as that because I wasn't on a massive amount chefing, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, I mean, to make big money in a chef, you've got to get to the top or get to the big restaurants in London and things like that. And that was obviously the end goal. But um, there was a bit of a drop, but I quickly made that up with PT. I was very fortunate that the place in which I went as a fitness instructor, the health club, was there for like six months, first six months of my career. We was able to do PT sessions on the side. So you'd have your standard salary. It would be like grand take home a month yeah but then i was doing like 20 pound pt sessions and i had like five or six of them a week so that was making up pocket nice. money like yeah, yeah. give me that experience as well
0: yeah that's decent mate really, really good so kind of fast tracking through that time then did it then just a normal transition into a kind of full pt and then online started to come about
1: yeah i mean online was quite a way down the line to be honest with you um so i started pt and when I always do it, I always track back to how long me and Curse have been together because I got into PT pretty much immediately after we got together. It was that kind of time I transitioned. So I've been PTing for six years or I had been PTing for six years. I didn't start online until, I've been an online coach for three years now. So it was three years down the line. Um, So to kind of fast track through the early stages of the career, I transitioned to a gym in Bury St Edmunds, which was my first gym where you basically paid rent. Yeah, didn't get a salary, you had to rely on your PT. Um, That's my first job and there's a lot of pressure because me and Curse have just started renting our own place, outgoings had increased dramatically. Um, but I had a full diary within about a month um, of PT clients, I was charging £30 an hour. Um, nice. So you, as you can imagine, from like £1,000 a month to suddenly getting into the, the full-time side of things, you realise, you know, actually there's, there's, there's good money to be made in this. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, yeah.
0: That was quite interesting because I was speaking to Joe about it on a previous podcast. You kind of look back at it now. Was you realising the amount of work you was doing for the income you was getting PT in to now, not saying that it's a different, it is a different service, but online you can manage your time a lot better and have a bit more freedom, but still earn as much, if not more. Is that something that you've seen?
1: Is this, are we talking now, sorry, the transition from PT into full-time online? Yeah, yeah. So full-time yeah, online, yeah.
0: you just realising that time, like you say, time is money
1: and you've oh, realised that- yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, mate, the, the goal was never to be a full-time online coach, even, even when the balance started going like this. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. when I started, I was full, full diary PT clients, and the online business really came about. I didn't even plan it. I just started to get it. It was a case of just helping people with a meal plan, giving people advice, and someone would ask for a training plan. And then I remember an individual, a young girl asked me for coaching three years ago, um, you know, can, can you coach me? And I said, yeah, sure. I didn't have a structure in place. So I kind of of believed it at first. And this is me being completely transparent. I didn't sit down, I didn't have a business structure. I said, yes, I will coach you. I started putting together the the programming and had a format and a way of doing things. Um, And then it just kind of grown from there, the the online side of things. And it it was never the goal to be a full-time online coach. But as you can imagine, as the, the first year was slow with online, I had between 10 and 15 clients. And um, retention was, was pretty good. And then after that, once I started educating more myself and really getting into the, the, the kind of scientific side of things and, and, and learning more, putting more content out, it, it started to grow. And then it wasn't long before I realized, yes, you know, you, you can obviously, once your online starts overtaking the PT, but you're still doing more hours in PT, it does become a no-brainer. So it, it wasn't a case of planning it. It just, it just kind of happened.
0: 100 a big believer in that and things things do happen for a reason and now now you're in a position where i think you've got quite a good work-life balance if if i'm right in saying mm-hmm. um and and i think do you find that now that is the case that you've got a good work-life balance your own personal fitness has improved because um, of that
1: yeah mm.
0: that's what i found and, and again just briefly touching on it is When I started my business, it was just all business. And I was catching 30-minute sessions here and there, eating on the go. And it got to a point where I was like, I'm working so much. Yes, the business is doing well, but I'm suffering because of it. And it's not a case of it's selfish to kind of take some more time for yourself. But you need to kind of lead by example, I think. And if I am seen to be not training, eating a grenade bar en route and having no structure to my own plan, it's just going to show. So that's what I found is that giving yourself a little bit more time actually benefits your business because you you advocate more time to your business and yourself
1: 100% mate yeah yeah i mean it's funny you say that because before making the full-time transition into online for like the two years we we just run ourselves into the ground i'm talking about obviously Kirsty as well you know we, we wouldn't yeah. i don't think we took i think there was a year where we we didn't take a day off apart from we had like a, a city break in, in new york and other than that, we, we worked every day and, um, you know, from, from wake up to, to go to bed. And sometimes I wouldn't be putting the laptop screen down to like 11, 12 p.m. Um, and it was relentless. And um, I actually, I didn't make myself ill, but I got myself in a point where workload was so high. Stress was so high. I was, I was uncomfortable. I had, I had constant neck ache. I had like, this issue with my neck all the time and I was trying to release it and get massaged and I didn't realize it was just I was doing too much. Yeah. And um, the decision to drop PT... Didn't come because I thought oh, I can make more money online mm. because I, I'm not massively financially driven. To be honest with you, I mean, obviously it's a part of it. We shouldn't be scared to talk about it. it is a part of it. Yeah, want to make money, but I'm not massive. I'm not like I need to make more. Yeah. So the decision to drop PT was more the fact that I just didn't have the time for it anymore, and mm. it was just I was going to do my my PT clients, and obviously I dropped last year when in the midst of COVID and PT sessions had dropped down anyway, and online was flying, so it's a perfect opportunity to do so. Yeah. But I was finding I was going to the gym for my PT clients and just thinking about all the things I had to do, the programmes I had to write, the things I had to record, the check-ins, and it was just too much. Um, so 100%, mate, since dropping PT, I've been a different person. Kirsty said it as well. I've just been more relaxed. We can go on, like, dog walks when we want. You can just plan your day, and, mate, it makes a substantial difference.
0: 100%. So business is obviously business now. Moving kind of quite quite nicely into yourself. Um. How's it all come about from, you know, just going to the gym, training, being a PT to then now stage and bodybuilding? Where's that transition come from?
1: Um, so from, so, yeah, so from, from just training to, to bodybuilding, bodybuilding was never something I have ever considered getting into. Um, to be didn't honest. Did you have Arnie
0: on the wall growing up or anything? I did. I had all of them, but I
1: didn't, I just <laughs> never, I never thought I would get into that myself, to be honest. And to be perfectly transparent with you, I never thought I could. Yeah. so I had a lot of self-doubt as a, as a kid I say as a kid teenager early 20s you know still a kid in my eyes I had a lot of self-doubt I didn't think I could do it I was very sm- small I was a small lad it's one of the smallest in my year in school so I never thought that I could do that um, and it wasn't until we had like a local show going it was called Heath Heath show or something because it was on the RAF Lake and Heath and it was like an American yeah. air base show and I was like the only English guy there and um it was advertised around our local gym, Mildenor. And one of my mates said, you should do that. And I think that gave me the confidence of him saying, you, sh- you should do that. You know? mm. I was like, nah, really? He was like, yeah, definitely. So um, I prepared for the show. I prepared myself. And... Um, no coach. Huh? No coach. Coach, coach. Mate, I was uncoached for my first five shows. Jesus. I've done seven shows. I've only had a coach for the last two. So I've done everything wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything I was going to... I wouldn't know where to start, I don't think, if I was... Oh, back mate, in the I... Um,
1: I, did, I depleted. I, I cut water forty-eight hours before the show, and had a glass of red wine the day before and two days before.
0: Is that what so Google um, said? So,
1: yeah, Google. I was, <laughs> I was, and some YouTuber. I was so dehydrated. It was, it was not. It wasn't safe. You know, yeah. I couldn't get a pump. I won the show. The standard wasn't crazy high. I was going to say, but, um, done well then. Yeah, I won the show, um, but that just gave that just gave me. Um, it gave me. Uh, a focus, something to focus on, because the, the time of my first show um, was around about the time where I went for a bit of a life-changing phase. Some something happened. Basically, I I, I got attacked um, by by someone. It was like a hit and run kind of thing, potentially al- alcohol-fueled rage. I, to this day, I still don't know the answer. I know the lad, but um, I still don't know the answer. And um, still it was breathing, actually- is he? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Is he still breathing? Is he?
1: Yeah. So obviously, I can't say too much on here, but I was advised, <laughs> I was retaliated. I would, I was having a motive is apparently more. You can get, you can get in a lot of trouble for that. Sure. I didn't, I didn't want to spend my life in prison because then he's one. You know. So yeah, yeah it, it was back and forth for about a year. I was told, you know, you got to wait. You got to wait to the, the court date. I went to court. We, we was trying to trying to basically go for for GBH with intent because it was intent. It basically. Uh, a, a vodka bottle around the face just open my face up completely you know i had like 50 stitches in my face and you made a couple of scars that. didn't you to be fair yeah yeah but to I'd this day i don't know what, yeah to this day i don't i don't know what the the motive was um but that happened he got away of so it so it's a very it's a very tough time and it was Hmm. basically he 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 used the excuse that i I was holding him down he couldn't retaliate and they because they saw that i obviously trained so he got away anyway 12 random members of the public to decide someone's fate like that the jury i I still don't get mad isn't it but i laugh about it now because it was a pivotal turning point but at the time i was i was in a pretty bad way in terms of my mental health you know I was very anxious anxiety was very very high you know i suffered anxiety you know quite a lot in my earlier years anyway so that just exacerbated that so when someone said, do this, it was kind of like a focus from a from a tough time, if, if you like. You know, it was sure. a really tough time in my life. And I was like, yeah, actually, I think this is going to give me the focus I need. And I got stuck into it and I stopped going out drinking, stopped going out partying and doing all that. And I hadn't really been out since, to be honest with you. For me, it was just yeah. a massive turning point in my life. I started really getting stuck in, stuck into my studying. I started doing home studying, like whilst I was doing other jobs, I was, I was learning about training and getting you know, engrossed in that. And then obviously I won the show, went out of the back, had a little cry. Is that through
0: raw emotion of how much effort you put into that moment or is it just like winning or?
1: It was just what it meant to me, man, because I, I, I had I had such little self-confidence after what happened. um, And, and it was just, it was just right, I'm going to do this. I wasn't happy with how I looked. You know, for the first six months, my face was like people used to stare, and it was just—it was really? just a difficult time. Do you know what I mean? I, I had a couple of months where I hardly left my house. Um, but yeah, so anyway, um, we said we wouldn't do the whole prismography. <laughs> anyway, That's so fair. I'll pick it up from here. Um, yeah, so okay. I just got stuck. In, yeah, I, just got nice. stuck in, I just got stuck into bodybuilding, mate, and and like people say things like, oh, you know, you need to get a life, etc. But honestly, mate, I didn't have a life until I found bodybuilding. It gave me a life. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I, I still get that now for for outsiders that don't understand. And I think since I've been so driven in terms of fitness, my circle's got smaller, and I'm actually quite thankful for it because you kind of not realize who you like your true friends are. And so that's a bit deep, but as in the people that support and understand what you're doing, they might not they might not even understand, but just support what you're doing are the people that you want around. For the yeah. outsiders, in it's like all you do is go to the gym it's just so cliche and boring now i'm like all you do is sit around playing playstation that's up to you it's your thing but yeah. i don't judge you for it do you know what i mean and yeah. this is yeah. what i yeah. want to do and now i've obviously taken it into a business it's a bit more understanding for them that you kind of do live and breathe not just the sport but like the whole fitness and lifestyle and health kind of things and i i've taken that massively from from doing what i do now
1: yeah definitely mate um i I, I agree with you like a a smaller circle doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing you know i used to think it did i've lost contact with this person this person's not interested anymore but you know that's just life mate people come and go and the people that are important will stick around even if it's you know i've got friends now who don't understand what i do but they're still in contact they're still friends Mm. they still support it equally i've got people who i don't speak to anymore because they probably think i'm nuts yeah Um, you know you, you can't you can't spend your life worrying about that you've got to focus on what makes you happy
0: Oh, completely agree and I think a lot of people have realized that over the past sort of 12 months especially yeah, um, mm-hmm. that that's the main thing so that kind of ties us into my my next question I'm quite interested of this one um, and especially talking about circle and stuff so you mentioned Kirsty a couple of times who's obviously your wife and she's also very much in the bodybuilding game and coaching and stuff as well so I think for people that don't understand what you do um, or what we do they don't really get it but you two obviously get each other mm-hmm. is there lots of perks to that but there's probably some negative stuff to it as well would you say
1: um yeah more positives than negatives yeah i can imagine <laughs> um i uh introduced her to, to bodybuilding so she was like a i called her like a cardio bunny when we first got together because um she she, she had she has a very successful boot camp um so she's done a lot of cardiovascular work and her, her main goal was just being like lean and being slim and she's done a little bit of weight training but we our first day it was in the gym and no um, yeah, yeah, yeah i got her on a squat rack was and, that planned uh, uh actually she she's we we, we okay i tell you what, our first date we just met up for a chat but our first going somewhere to commute into a place was the gym. And um, she just said, what are you doing? I said, I'm at a gym. She's like, I'm coming. So she came to the gym and trained. She's like that. She's spontaneous. Okay. And uh, we got a session in. I, I took her for a leg session. And um, it was shortly after that. I was going through the whole period I talked about with the thing that happened to me. And she helped me massively with that. She was fantastic. Um, and then I got into my first bodybuilding show, competed, won. She supported me. Then she said, oh, what do you reckon? Do you reckon I'd be able to do it? And I was like, of course you would. Like, 100%. I'll, I'll help you if you want. Hmm. So I kind of essentially kind of helped her with that, coached her to her first show. Um, and she'd she done a handful of shows and, you know, she'd done a K and m And then it wasn't until she went and, and done her own thing with WBF that she, um, she ended up having huge success in that. So I would say in terms of both, um, both bodybuilding, there's more pros and cons. I think the pro is that we understand each other. Yeah, um, I have a lot of friends and I coach a lot of individuals who they compete in the other half dozen. And that can create a conflict because it's a very very selfish sport competing yeah. you know it's it's um for x amount of time you have to focus on yourself and how you're looking and how you're feeling and, and whether you can do this and whether you can do that and you have to say no to a lot of things social events um you know going for nice food and when the other half still wants to continue living as normal that can create a lot of conflict and I, I, i've yeah. experienced that not firsthand fortunately i'm very fortunate to have kirsty but i've experienced that with clients so I think the pro is that we understand each other. And I'm on prep now, so she knows that I can't eat anything not on plan. and yeah. she, she understands that. And yesterday I had to go train because it was it was pool day. It was also Valentine's Day. She understands I've got to go train for three hours. Mm. She understands that. she got a nice dinner in the evening. Yeah, so I right. think there's more pros than cons. When one's on prep and the other's not. <laughs> I was
0: going to say, you've got that understanding, but at the same time, even just sitting down for a meal you might have the same meal but the portion sizes are probably completely different and things like that yeah what about like competitiveness and stuff like that is there a healthy competition there
1: oh you had to ask didn't you
0: had to, mate. <laughs> oh, we'll have uh, to get her on one day and do the whole like mr and mrs we'll who's more it. competitive yeah, we'll, we'll definitely
1: do it so ask, we don't go argue we, um, we we keep our businesses very separate because okay. she's very much got her side of things and not, not initially, with very much when you start with a very general population, but I have my niche now. She has her niche. So we, we keep our businesses very separate in that respect. Um, is there a competition? No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, I, I introduced her to bodybuilding. She came along and she done better than me. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> She's now a WBFF pro and I'm trying to get my pro card. Is you know she a reminder of that? No, nah, not at all. She's fantastic. she's fantastic. Like I said, there's no, there's no competition at all. I know, I know this is going to sound very, very cliche and very like, but we, we just, we literally are just each other's biggest fan. Like we just support each other massively. I mean, she's brilliant. She just bigs me up all the time, supports me. So I would, I would say that there's not, there's not really, to be honest with you, mate. No, there's, okay. there's not really.
0: No, that, that's really good, actually, mate. So obviously moving on to <clears throat> prep and stuff like that because. I think from the outsider in, they they just see it as like the prep and the off season is like, oh, he's let himself go. He's put on a bit of body fat, but then it's all for a purpose, isn't it? Because you're probably you're probably prep for what if you're doing one show, anything from eight to sixteen weeks, depending on where you're at, right?
1: Mm, yeah, I mean we we've just started a twenty week prep, but I've got a lot to pull off. So
0: I was going to say quickly, quickly, just um, I know your story, but for people that may not know, so you went on stage. When was the last time you went on stage?
1: Uh, British finals UK BFF 2017 yeah 2017
0: so you're looking about at October. probably about four years by the time you go on again the plans My to time go on I go again, again it'll
1: yeah. just shy of four years yeah
0: so what was the what was the goal or the plan over the last four years
1: um so initially it was just to get better placings in men's physique was a men's physique athlete um if, if the viewers are not unsure of that basically board shorts legs aren't out it's more of like a men's model muscular beach attainable look they're still, help, pretty, they're still pretty yeah. much these days, but it's, more, it's meant to be more like an attainable look. So i done that for my first six, seven shows. Um, and then obviously my last show, I placed top 10 in the British finals, which in the grand scheme of things isn't bad. There's about 50 competitors, but I just, I knew I wanted more. I wanted better placings and I'd, I'd never really taken an off season. The whole time I competed, I just went back to that show. It was maybe like six yeah. months, which isn't long enough, as, as you know. um So the goal was to take an extended period of time off, a couple of years, perhaps, and just grow, just build muscle, build the physique. Um, halfway through that phase, I then said to my coach, my current coach, Callum, um, "What do you think about classic?" And um, he said, "Yeah, I think we can have a good stab at it." So we, we we continued with this growing phase, and he said, "Look, let's do physique next, and then we'll do classic later on." And the growing phase just went really well, mate. To be honest with you, um, you know, I managed to put on a lot of muscle in a, in a quite relatively relatively short period of time, and um, we basically decided let's just go straight into classic, but we needed we know we needed more tissue, maybe my yeah. legs. So we just <laughs> took longer. We just took longer, mate. I, I never planned on this off season being like three and a half years, but the tissue kept coming on. And sort of early to mid last year, we thought, what's the point of, of cutting back now when we're still laying down tissue? And obviously COVID, yeah. so COVID wrote off last year as well. So we ended up just spending all last year in a gaining phase. And, you know as you said, some people don't understand, they just think, God, they'd let themselves go. Yeah, um, and I you're guess your before and afters. Because... You
0: do your before and afters on Insta, they think they're the wrong way around or something. Yeah,
1: yeah. I guess in other people's eyes, I have let myself go, but it's all for
0: a purpose. <laughs> it's all for a purpose. <laughs> what what's that like both physically but mentally like putting on weight? It's that stigma of like, yes, you know you're doing it for a purpose and you're you know why you're doing it, but what's it like physically and mentally?
1: Yeah, so. We're not
0: not talking a couple of pounds here, are we? How many pounds you put on from then to now? 70 pounds.
1: 70 pounds, yeah. I went from like 174 kilos to like 205 kilos at my heaviest. Um, It's it's hard, mate. I mean, it's very hard. At first, I was so tunnel vision that I don't care because the goal is so strong. i will do it for the goal. And I would say the first sort of 40, 50 pounds, I was still in that mindset. I would say the last few months have been a bit more difficult um, mentally physically just carrying a weight around the weight I felt I I, this is nothing new I've been pretty open and honest about this as as I always try to be I felt pretty horrendous the last few months um just carrying the weight around just being out of breath all the time I remember the worst it was was walking around Abbey Gardens me and Curse with Oscar and I had to stop like after 10 minutes to have a break you know that's not healthy Mm. but um the tissue that's come with it has been worth it but more mentally it's been difficult I would say the mental side is is just and I'm very thick-skinned and normally I'm very, very thick-skinned and I don't care about what other people's opinion, but ultimately other people thinking, God, fuck me, they've let themselves go a little bit. Yeah, yeah, Family, like people not understanding it, you know, not understanding, you know, why do you need to put on that much? You know, you need to die, you need to lose some weight. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So I would say mentally the last few months has been a little bit more difficult, but um the overriding desire to to, to get to that and go always wins. Do you know what I mean? You you
0: knew that was never going to be like long-term, like I'm stuck at this now uh, over, you know, the way that you're at or anything. It's all for a purpose, like you say. So I suppose it's, I bet you're quite excited, aren't you? To kind of see, take away the layers, if you like, and see what's kind of underneath and what's been growing.
1: Yeah, so excited, mate. I've I've never been so excited for a prep. Um, I was itching. I was like, how can we start prep now? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I won't be saying that in a few weeks, but yeah you know, i was really gonna
0: cool. say it's, it's quite nice at the moment because you taking it into like calorie situation you were hitting five plus weren't you five thousand plus a day mm. to now i suppose you don't need to pull it away too quickly to be able to start dropping do you
1: no i mean we're still just shy of four thousand calories um we had a little bit of a drop before prep just because i was suffering digestion wise i just my body had just had enough so we pulled Brilliant. a little bit back um pulled a bit of protein down as well um so we're floating around four and a half and now we're sort of mid to to high three thousand, thousands we're like three seven or something like that so mm. we pulled off like eight nine hundred calories in the first two weeks 10 pounds off already so 10 pounds yeah 10 pounds off still eating still not still force feeding still feels like i'm force feeding so it's good say, stuff. still a
0: lot of calories isn't it it feels like less mm. but yeah that's like a that's like a high carb day for me like high carb day as well
1: yeah i mean it's all relative isn't it so mm. Uh, how low will get my calories i don't know maybe 2000 training day but at that point i'll be starving hungry yeah whereas i've got individuals who if i put on 2000 they wouldn't be able to get it all in so it's all relative yeah it's higher food but you know with more muscle mass and metabolism comes more food
0: yeah yeah definitely that's that's good to see what's what's kind of like the the worst meal and the best meal then on on prep or even just in general um
1: my best meal is pizza man all day
0: Really? Yeah, Is that in your plan or is that like right. an off-plan thing?
1: Oh, no, it's not on my plan. Did you ask on plan? <laughs> oh, you can go with off-plan if you want. <laughs> I'm just giving away everyone my off-plan meal. Um, there you are. At the moment, my food is very, very, we've reined in everything. So um, we've, we've encountered, like I said, we've encountered a few little digestive issues over the last few weeks. And it's just going to be a byproduct of just pushing food for a long period of time. Um, so we've had to reduce protein mm. a little bit so foods are very very bland and basic we're not adding anything right now so now's probably not the best time to give best and worst but um, normally I would say what I'll normally do is sort of the when when appetite starts getting higher in a prep I'll track a few foods here and there just to make foods a little bit more palatable yeah so the, the favorite thing that I would eat I would use my evening oats add it with like liquid egg whites and you can make pancakes no. no brainer mate the macros are fantastic i can't do
0: it i've tried it and i can't, can't do, do it. it i can't do egg whites with oats i've tried i've tried i've even blended uh, just it. just a couple
1: it. of egg whites and then you mix your protein powder with it protein pancakes and then you put your fire yeah. your yogurt so you've got yogurt and then your berries it's low calorie and you can use the, the, the low calorie the sugar-free syrup yeah yeah and it's like you've got a pancake stack
0: yeah yeah that's yeah, that's decent to be fair. Oats is probably my my favorite or cream of rice to be fair. Like a Oats pre-workout better, pre-workout yeah. meal is probably my favorite. The rest I can take or leave. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's probably my one to be in fair. In terms of least favorite, I don't know. I don't
1: think there is. When you're balls deep in prep and you're starving hungry, you don't you enjoy every meal.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember. I can't cook turkey mince.
1: Oh, it's lovely. I just had that this morning.
0: The thing is, I like them and I've had them before when they've not when they've been cooked for me, but when I cook them. They taste of nothing, no matter how much kind of. Um, I used to put like the Frank hot sauce on them and stuff. It just, just tastes so bland. I think yeah. it's just my cooking skills, like we mentioned before. Really, Do you mate. season it salt and pepper. Yes, crap, mate. Honestly, I've, I just can't. I can't get them down. Me, I've tried everything. and It's just, it's just not the one.
1: You might be overcooking it.
0: I think I am, mate. I A lot think of
1: people that... overcook their meat.
0: Definitely definitely um one thing i wanted to ask you and i've seen it is quite regimental with you which is, which is what i like as well how much is structure playing a part in your in your prep and your um your journey
1: yeah structure is a, a big part of it for me i mean off season prep whenever having a structure implemented um going to help you to be more productive um structure is definitely something that improves when on a dieting phase Um, anyone who's prepped knows that you know you just you get regimented your wake time everything's very very structured in terms of the day-to-day and when structures in place and you've got you know I I have here right next to me here I have a a, a day-to-day to-do list which I'll write down the night before the tasks that I want to get done for that day Um, and having that structure in place knowing when you're eating your meals when you're doing this segment of work helps massively it just removes procrastination you know
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I'm the same as you. I'll do to-do lists. Even if it's something really, really simple, like returning a call, I'll still put it on there because it's it's a reminder. Um, Anything anything like that. And I think growing up, I was so disorganized. It was a joke, honestly. Like I was so bad. And I think that's why I failed in a few of my jobs that I tried to do because you have to be really organized and I weren't. And I remember that if I was to go do my own business, I've got to work on that. Yeah. And I started doing things like to-do lists and plus it's that sense of accomplishment when you tick all your to-do list off. It's almost like right, you can kind of relax and do your own thing. Um and oh, I definitely. found that as well yeah. massively. The to-do list is something that I push and I even push on clients as well. Yes, yeah, keep you on track. Even if it's like yeah. drink your four liters of water, right? Tick, yeah. I've done that. Bosh. And yeah. it's it just helps me no end, mate.
1: And everyone's to-do list is gonna be different, you know, like some people's to-do list is gonna be, you know. Box off 10 check-ins. Set up this program. Write this uh, article or whatever. Post. Some people's to do this is simply just going to be drink three liters, consume 100 grams of protein, go on an hour walk, read an hour of your book. So people think they have to be super, super productive. Everyone's productivity is, is different. You know, mm-hmm. some people's produ- for some people that's a very productive day, but having a an imp- having a structure in place to follow. There's just something about, like you said, just crossing off something on your to-do list and being like, I've done that. It's brilliant. I think you just get this little dopamine release, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's good, man. I like it. And it, it almost, you can look back and go, I've, I've actually been quite productive today.
1: Yep, yep. And then when yeah, you switch it. off in the evening and have some chill time, you know that you've like, you've earned it, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like, switch off in the evening something. and think, I've done a lot today. Now I'm going to chill out. I'm not going to talk to really you about watching some Netflix.
0: Is that what you do to chill out? Is that your, is that oh, your yeah. thing?
1: I mean, yeah normally it's like we'll have a series on the go and we'll just watch an hour of it in the evening we just got a tv in bed which is a bad a bad move because we have got the multi-room so you got all your netflix and your prime yeah. and everything and it's like you watch an episode and it's like no nah, it's like 10 10 30 god I'll watch one more episode yeah dangerous. dangerous that's
0: that's funny you say that because uh, as you know i'm in the process of buying a house yeah and mm. my missus she's like we're not having a TV in the bedroom. I'm like, that, that don't sit right with me, but I get it. I do <laughs> get it.
1: There's a disagreement there.
0: <laughs> I do get it. The only way I can think of it is when you go on holiday, the TV has like one channel. It's like BBC News half the time. Yeah. So you tend to not have the telly on and I fall asleep so much quicker. It might be like the alcohol as well, but I fall asleep so much quicker.
1: Mm.
0: But just the thought of not having a TV in the bedroom, just I can't deal with it. I like to just, like you say, chill out by sitting down or laying down like phone goes off i always have a, like a switch off time on my phone yeah and like you say yeah. put a netflix series on i'm mm. a bit bingy i do like to get into something and i'm like well, yeah maybe, maybe one
1: moment and it's like we're on series three we got there in like a week or two weeks and um it's just addictive and normally like i remember that back in the old days you'd watch an episode of a series and you'd be like damn it i've got to wait a whole week now to watch yeah. an episode. well now it's like do you wanna watch the next episode? Okay, it's on. Boom. It doesn't give you it doesn't even give you a chance, does it? It's like there it is. It's like 10 okay, seconds. Wow. You're
0: like you're trying to find the remote, pretending you've lost it, but you're like, yeah. uh, it's on oh, now, I've isn't it? it. Oh, let's
1: watch it. <laughs> I'm yeah. watching the full at the moment. You watch that? Oh, we we watch, well, I say we because she didn't watch it. She can't watch anything which has got anything remotely scary in it. So she'll just she'll be on her iPad playing some game or something like that. But um, I watch the four. it's fantastic. Yeah. It's really
0: f- good. I'm a, I'm only on season two now, and that's one of the ones that i have to turn off because i would binge that till like 4am right. it's
1: brilliant mate it's brilliant They're, but the two main actors are brilliant the, the geezer in 50 yeah. shades um and the woman who plays the detective can't remember her is name is it the same Did guy you... yeah do you not know Fucking knew it i was like he looks yeah. like 50 shades guy yeah it's him but he's um i was like oh he's playing an irish he's, he's playing an irish he does the irish yeah. really well does not he and i saw an interview with him on this morning or something and he's irish <laughs> so in 50 shades he's obviously putting on the american accent and if you watch same 50 changer. shades now you get a little twang of irish sometimes so, yeah yeah i don't think yeah, i can it really look it in the same way
0: how's he gone from that to that i suppose it, there is a link there i guess if you think yeah.
1: about it yeah we, we like the 50 shades films they're actually really everyone's like oh it's all about the sex but it's not they're, they're actually really good films
0: yeah yeah um, yeah,
1: yeah he's, he's a good actor that's a brilliant series mate full one of yeah those i movies.
0: am i am enjoying it but it's one of them ones like uh, guilty as charged so i'll watch one and i can't go sleep straight away i have to put on an in betweeners i tell you what to, to cheer you up i'll close my eyes and i'll start thinking x y and z honestly <laughs> like, i can't
1: do it i have to walk i have to walk
0: i have to walk to the toilet with my missus because she's too scared to go on her own
1: yeah <laughs> or, you, or you just need <laughs> to talk to him in the other room you there you're right yeah
0: well, sometimes if she's like in a room i'll do this
1: just like behind the door
0: and she fucking shits herself. Oh, so funny.
1: Kill me, mate. She, she, we struggle. Sometimes we struggle to pick something because it can't be anything, anything scary. can't be anything creepy. Like, jumpy, jumpy, yeah. Yeah.
0: We're actually the opposite. I'm normally like that. I'm not really a fan of horrors and stuff. No, oh, really. But, um, I got into this one and that's the problem. Once you're in, you're, you're Once in. you're in,
1: you're yeah. in, yeah. I had to like lure her in and be like, oh, it's, um, it's a drama. A psychological <laughs> drama. She was like, it's a yeah. horror, is Yeah. I've to the cinema before to watch, I think, have you seen Us?
0: Oh yeah. No.
1: That's a creepy one. I was like, yeah, it's a drama. We got there 10 minutes in, she was like, this ain't a drama, is it? I was like,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> no a popcorn on her head like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's interesting, man. Okay, so j- just kind of going back on it then, um, future plans for you. I-, I know them, but what are your future plans?
1: Uh, I mean, so the ultimate goal um, in terms of competing is um, to become an IFPV pro, classic bodybuilding, classic physique um, so obviously to do that i need to compete in two bros um, the plan of attack is to do a regional so basically you do a regional and that qualifies you if you like to then do a pro qualifier so the pro qualifier is where if you win your class you go into the overall and then you've got to win your overall so against four or five other guys in different height classes all merged into one and you've got to beat all of those once you do that, you get your IFP profile. So it's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, that sounds it,
0: mate. So you've <laughs> yeah, got to basically yeah. win you've got a win a show to get an opportunity to win a show to go to overall to win that to get your card.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So in the grand scheme of things the, against the best physiques in the country. So
0: So there's one hard. there's one card for probably what 100, 200 people?
1: Loads of competitors. Yeah. I mean you you'll maybe get like Hundred classic competitors in a regional, and then in the finals you'll get, yeah, it's you, you're one in like two, three hundred. But mm. um, you know you've got to set your goals high. You know there's no point me saying uh, you know I'm doing this because I want to place third in a regional. What kind yeah, of yeah. motivation is that? You know. So Definitely. the goal is the goal is IFBB Pro Card. That's the overall goal from a, a bodybuilding perspective. Um, in terms of the goal from a business perspective, just continue to grow the brand KC Physiques. Uh, continue to improve my own knowledge, my own skill set um, and just push down to my own clientele. Something mm. I've always would like to get into in the future is um, educational side of things as well. Definitely. Um, that'll come with time once I've got, you know, more years under my belt. That's something that I would like to do, you know, educate others.
0: Interesting, man. That's that's really interesting. Um, with that in mind, obviously having long-term goals is something that I like to do and I like to push on my clients as well. But is it a case of, it's almost like, I want to win the World Cup, but you need to qualify for the World Cup first kind of thing. Is it a case of just take one show at a time first with that end goal in mind?
1: Yeah, mate, 100%. So the the, the goal, the, the thing I visualise every morning when I wake up, the thing I visualise before every set is IFBB Pro. Um, am I going to get that this year? I don't know. I, I, I may go all the way or I may be miles off. I, I really don't know. This is my first time competing in Classic with the big boys. Yeah. Um, so it's, this year it's very much all just about seeing how I fare you know I may come away from the show season with judges feedback saying listen you just need to work on a little bit more you know a little bit more hands a little bit more side delt." will come back next year you'll you be to book a good chance and for me I'll take that as as fantastic so mm-hmm. yeah that it, the, the overall goal is there and I'm confident that I will achieve that goal as well and, and I'm okay with saying that because I won't stop until I achieve it it's, it's, that's how much it Perfect. means but am I going to get that this year I don't know mate I've got I've got, a, I've got, a say in my head I'm going to, but I don't know.
0: We'll see. Yeah, that's good. It's got, you've got to be a realist at the same time, haven't you? You've got to just take one thing at a time and yeah. not be disappointed if if it doesn't come now because it might come next year, like you say, and that's the best way to look at it. But you still have to have that driving force that it, it can be achievable this year. Yeah. So why 100%. not? I know it's
1: possible. So yeah, we've just got to put everything into it and um, see what happens. Brilliant, mate.
0: So we're what? How many weeks away from a show? Subjects, everything going well? Um,
1: So the show, we decided to push the show back a little bit just because of those digestive issues, which are much better now. Um, So we're now 20 weeks out. It's July the 6th, July the 6th. So it's about 19, 20 weeks out.
0: And you're going to document that as much as you can?
1: Yeah, so I'm looking to start, I've got a videographer sorted to um, do a video per week, which was meant to start at 16 weeks out. Hopefully, we can still start that 16 weeks out. That's in like three, four weeks. <laughs> we'll see. All right, Boris. Do us Come on, face. Boris. One week. Yeah. Um, if not, I will start it as soon as we're allowed back in the gym. Um, but I will probably do um, just like a vlog style thing that I've been doing in the off-season, just meals, day-to-day, stuff like that, before we get in the gym, just so we can kick-start it.
0: Definitely. Plug away, then. Where will, where will they be able to see it?
1: Uh, I'm on YouTube, so Kieran Colbert. Um, I'll be dropping a video a week on there. So, yeah, if you're not already um, viewing it or following it, drop us a follow. If you, if you like it, if you don't like it. Subscribe, isn't it? Huh? Subscribe. Subscribe, not follow. Subscribe, isn't it? <laughs> This is how amateur I am in the YouTube. I'm, I'm the yeah, same, man, honestly.
0: It's not this. It I, I, right. I don't know
1: YouTube, not to try and take over the world or anything like that. I've got like 160 followers, but it's um, subscribers. subscribers. <laughs> uh, it's more just a platform where I can just document things for people who are interested, and I can put out educational content and things like that. It's just another platform.
0: No? 100%. Man. I'm the same. I don't even think I've got that many uh subscribers to be fair, but like you yeah. say, it's a doc- it's a document for you to look back on, but also people to view as well, which is great. Yeah. Um, more point, like
1: what? Instagram, uh, Kieran Colbert,
0: nice and jazzy. That's that's, that's pretty <laughs> straight pretty to the point. Cool. Bosh,
1: is as is my Instagram, isn't it? Just Kieran Colbert, or is it? <laughs> I'm know yeah. yeah. it's your Instagram, yeah. Just just Kieran, it's just Kieran underscore. I'm pretty sure it's just Kieran underscore Colbert. <laughs> Let me just make sure I get I this. think
0: you might be right underscore yeah
1: yeah kieran underscore Colbert, and that's me i'll tag away
0: but (laughs) thanks very much for coming on mate i was i'm really uh i have i learned learned a lot about you and uh hopefully other people have. yeah and we will catch up again soon and possibly you know get you on maybe showing us a little card or something in the future
1: oh i hope so mate
0: yeah is it an actual card you get is it like something you
1: put in your wallet or is it just a name so with two rows you actually get a sword a sword, what? like a real sword. A legal sword. yeah I want a sword, man. That's what I'm after. I want a sword. But you do All get right. a pro card as well. It's like a big old card and it says like IFPB Pro.
0: So, ledge. Okay, sweet. Talk, so like man, mate. All the best for your prep. Um, Thanks, buddy. Keep as happy as you can over the next 20 weeks and uh, we'll catch up soon.
1: Okay, man.
0: Cool. Talk, so yeah. man, buddy. Take care.
1: Cheers. and you know, all my friend.